Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Night Brigade presents Agent Stoker. Created by Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Episode 207, Invisible. What I'm going to say is I'm Agent Stoker. Well, you've said that every morning this week. He has to recognize my name. They say insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting things will go different next time. They also say that about the notion of persistence. The difference is whether you have other choices. How long is this going to take? We'll be at the Brandenburg Gate in three minutes. I'm well aware of that. I mean, how many days are we going to wait? We have no other leads. We were told the European director of the Nightbird Gate can show up at the Brandenburg Gate. I've reached out to Asia Caliban for more clues, but she must be tied up in South America. Listen, you want to stop the apocalypse? I wouldn't have come with you to Berlin if I didn't. But there has to be some other path. We spent four whole days waiting and waiting and nothing. Right. This time, we're trying to reach out at dawn. A liminal time. The boundaries are thin. Could work. Mm. And if it doesn't... Maybe we go back to Scotland. There's a supernatural creature who tracks the night brigade. He could give us another tip. I don't like asking favors from ghosts and demons. I don't even like acknowledging their existence. Does Agent Steerpike? What's my partner got to do with this? The night brigade teams up technologists like you with therapists and empaths like me. When you go on missions with your usual partner, does she do all the paranormal wet work while you just... scoff? (laughs) That's real sass to aim at someone who saved your life twice. The question stands. (sighs) I wouldn't be in the Knot Brigade if I didn't think there are things nobody can explain. Things that might be reversing the Big Bang. So, if nothing happens today, we head to that Glasgow graveyard and ask for more help. I can't... Wait. There's no waiting. No, 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 no. I mean, look. There, under the fourth arch. Uh, Do you see something flashing? Like what? The shoulder of a leather jacket, maybe? It's gone. Um, Let's run. Hello? I am Agent Stoker. Is someone here? I am Agent Stoker. Can you see us? Can you hear us? Hmm. Nothing. No. There. We're from the Nat Brigade. Are you here for us? Agent Arcos. That's me. I am Enid Bialskurta. Why can't we see you? I've been disappearing from this plane of existence bit by bit. As the European director of the Night Brigade, I'm more sensitive to the breakdown of reality. It's taking me ahead of anyone else. How can we help? Hold on. How do we know you are who you say you are? You're just jealous because you were all, I'm Agent Stoker, and then he asked for me. I admit it, but it's, it's a fair question. And he's losing time. We only see his shoulder for a few seconds now and then. It is a fair question. 
Like other directors of the Night Brigade, I'm descended from a visionary of the past. Anyone can say they're descended from Goethe, but your middle name translates as beer throat. You speak German? As a therapist, you pick up a lot. Angst, Schadenfreude, Weltschmerz. I would think, Agent Stoker, that someone who finished off last night's Radler for breakfast this morning might be related to the Bias family himself. You were drinking this morning? It seemed a shame to waste it. How much exactly? A Radler is half-sparkling lemonade, so not that much. And the other half? Lager? But its alcohol content is only like 5%. Mm-hmm. Fine. Emil, so, you know something about me that nobody else should know. We meet various supernatural creatures with that level of game. Convince me further. The director of the Night Brigade for Asia is Ronit Bagadam. She told you I may materialize here. She's the only one who would know. That's pretty commanded proof. Then tell us how Ronit Bagada is doing now. She could use some new wallpaper. That... that'll... that'll do. You've managed to keep three directors of the Night Brigade safe, but increasingly I fear I'm beyond hope. There must be another way to anchor you firmly into this dimension. It's up to Agent Arcos. I'm ready. You may know each director of the Night Brigade has a different area of unusual paranormal expertise. I didn't know that, but we learned that Ronit Bargata specializes in dark matter. And Valentina in South America focuses on metamorphosis, and her successor... Deals in artificial intelligence that's become self-aware. Indeed. While Rose in North America deals in teleportation? I saw her vanish once in a thin air. You've covered a lot of territory, Agent Stoker. I follow the work. So, what do you need me for, Emil? My own area of expertise is biological transfer of knowledge. Like muscle memory? One step up from that, I have small robots with shape-shifting lubricated shells moving through me. They are driven by magnetic particles propelling them through my bloodstream continuously. I may leave this plane of existence, but these robots have picked up data I've encoded in my DNA. I've heard of people storing intel inside DNA, but how much data are we talking about? It covers all my work in the paranormal. I can't download myself into a chip or anything, but these robots will gather enough of my intel that someone in my bloodline could fill in the rest. A child of mine could become my successor in the Night Brigade. So you're going to expel these robots somehow? If I die, they'll sift out. And if you don't die? If you just vanish into whatever plane of existence is claiming you? Then I'll end myself as I leave so the bots can still escape. There must be another way. You don't think I've been over and over this? And once the bots emerge, they'll be minuscule. But you want me to somehow track them down and deliver them to your children? I've planted an array of micro-drones through the gate here. When the bots emerge from my system, the drones will swoop down and pick them up. They'll fly to my daughter in Rome so she can continue my work. You, Agent Arcos, are my backup. Make sure the drones perform as programmed and confirm they reach my child. How old is this child? 23. I guess 24. You're not sure? She's an adult. And she's agreed to this? She has to. It's only the fate of the world we're talking about. Not just the world, all existence. So consent is just another word for nothing left to lose. Pardon me? You haven't asked this child of indeterminate years whether she wants to work with a decentralized network out to stop the apocalypse? 
She knows who I am. She knows what I do. And is that why she lives in Rome while you're fading away, maybe? I'm trying to save my life's work and you're being oddly suspicious. It would be reassuring if I could at least look you in the eye. Seeing a patch of leather and chrome every few seconds isn't confidence-inspiring. Well, leather and chrome, I mean, we are in Berlin. I appreciate your carefulness, Agent Stoker. I am able to materialize this much because I'm exerting all my will. But perhaps I can push further. Give me a moment. Now we can't even see your jacket. Hold on. There's a glimmer. Well, maybe it's just the sunrise. He's trying. He's trying. Tell me, what color are my eyes? They're green. Green! We can see you. I'm so glad. I don't know why it makes such a difference to be able to look you in the eye, but... Good God! There's blood dripping into the air. Who would shoot you? The shots came from the tear garden. I'll find the sniper. Have your phone ready! People are gonna think I killed him. Nobody can even see a body. You're fine. Stay with him! Are you still here? Emil! I see the wounds lowering to the ground. Can I... You see my robots? Grey forms, like sludge pouring on the cobblestones. Yes, step back. The drones will come for them. Huh? It's working. You and Agent Arcos make sure it works. Make sure she... Emil? Emil! Even the blood's vanishing. Just the drones picking up the robotic sludge. Stoker. I've got the shooter. In the tear garden. Emil's gone. Track my signal. Don't attract attention. Move! I thought I'd maybe find you and someone else aiming weapons at each other. But I don't know that she's unarmed. She dropped the rifle at the side of the shooting, but that doesn't mean she at doesn't At least have... you're oh. thinking about the known unknowns. That's a start. Don't play Rumsfeld with me. A little snippy, Agent Arcos. You shot a man to death in front of us. Yeah, I might have some attitude. Did I, though? Who saw me do it? Any proof my rifle was used? Can anyone even find a body? I mean, does this bring new meaning to the phrase habeas corpus when we can't even be clear there's a crime scene? Oh, and how are you two, whose existence is always undercover, ever going to testify against me? You killed Emil Goethe. His blood's on my shirt. Then maybe you killed him. This whole conversation points to you pretty clearly. Turn over your recording of it to the police. That should be entertaining. Vasis de Night Brigade. You could have run away faster. But you turned to confront me. You want us to know you killed him. Well, that's an interesting theory. Here's another. Maybe by drawing attention to him, by keeping him standing visibly in one place for several minutes, 
You killed him, no? Exposed him to whatever mad assassin might have had it in for him. Assuming again that he can even be shown to exist. Are you enjoying this? The authorities are arriving to investigate those gunshots. Unless you want to be snatched up as suspects, held for days, till they realize they can't prove any foul play at all, maybe the three of us just take a walk. As kids, we were told never to go off with strangers. I should introduce myself. You can call me... 27. Because <laughs> there are at least 26 more of you? Could be. Or maybe I was grown in a lab, and that was the number on my cage. Who can say? I kind of think you can say. Or perhaps my identity was randomized, and I could just as easily be 273,091. <sighs> okay. The authorities will check the Reichstag and embassies first. But they'll fan out here soon. We'll take that walk. Just... not too close together. So, why did you do it? The it that no one can prove? You're with the veil. The what? You surprise me, Agent Stoker. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Night Brigade agents were being told anything about us. We were warned about the veil in Tel Aviv. How did you learn more about it? Later. What she doesn't know, she doesn't need to know. What is the veil? Imagine you're leaving a baseball game with your parents. The Blue Jays have made history. Ten home runs in a single game, more than any other team ever. Whatever the other pitcher throws, they can hit. Your dad's so excited, he's never seen anything like it. So he walks into traffic without realizing it, and a Toyota Tercel mows him down and drags your mother along. Imagine being adopted by your mom's sister, and losing her when lightning strikes the golf course as you're out for a walk like this. Imagine then being taken in by the church, and meeting the same fate that meets a lot of innocents entrusted to that church. After a while, you might realize that it'd be a blessing if everything just burned down. The Veil is the opposite of the Night Brigade. People working to welcome the Apocalypse. So you're that wounded? You let everything just end? I wouldn't say wounded. I prefer educated. The whole burden you carry that's called hope? I'm not tethered to that. It's remarkably freeing. Everyone needs hope. <laughs> you keep saying these things I can easily contradict. Hope's a sort of curse. Remember the myth of Pandora's box? She had a case that held all the evils in the world until one day she opened it and the evils flew out and spread everywhere. Always the woman's fault. Typical misogynist bullshit. And then, after all the evils fly out, there is hope at the bottom of the box. What nobody ever puts together is that hope must be one of the evils. Why else would it be in the box? You understand it's a myth. There was no box. No rule about what's in the box. In other words, nothing means anything. So why struggle to save the world? When your big point at the moment is that that famous story about hope is, oh, just a story. Oh, and that's why you killed Emil Goethe. Because all our efforts to save the world, all of them could fail without a director of the Night Brigade in Europe. Hmm. Your little recording is not going to catch me admitting to anything. But as theories go, Agent Stoker, I will confess you show some insight. 27, I've worked with traumatized people. I can help you. 
<laughs> that is adorable. You keep showing empathy for people who have none for you. It'll occupy you too much to get in my way. You're not threatening us, though. Are we not as dangerous to you as Emil was? I mean, here I am alone in the tear garden with you. That'd be pretty foolish if I considered you a threat. Shall we make a day of it? We're almost at the edge of the park, and there's a great independent bookstore off the Kudam, the Marga Scholler Shop. Very cozy with terrifically helpful staff. Well, I, I guess <clears throat> we've got other things to do. Now you're hurting my feelings. You made it sound like you don't have feelings to hurt. And yet, something about the two of you. So naive, so dedicated. And you reject my offer to hang out and indulge in bookishness. It sort of crushes me. Makes me want to... I don't know. That street across the way there? I think I could throw myself into oncoming traffic before you could catch me! Wait! What? 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 Stop! She... She just jumped in front of that truck! Why would she? She's dead. That man just took her pulse. She's gone. I don't understand. Is this what they do? In the veil? Are they kamikaze or I something? No, I I can't imagine. How would they ever accomplish their goals if they oh, are they so nihilistic? She made a point of getting to know us. Almost befriending us. Maybe uh, does this make sense? Maybe she wanted to crush our hearts? I, it's effective. I don't get it. It's just... This is Agent Stoker. I'm here with Agent Arcos outside the bookshop, referenced by 27. We've looked all through it for some clue, in case she was giving us some macabre hint about plans of the Vale. Nothing seems amiss. There's one thing she didn't plan on. She thought killing Emil would kill the work. She didn't realize Emil had his plan. We need to go to Rome and find his daughter. And what if the plan doesn't work? That's just 27 getting in your head. But really, what if Emil's daughter doesn't want to work with the Night Brigade? What if she's estranged from him? He didn't seem too interested in her feelings about any of this. He was evaporating from this plane of existence. Uh, if 27 hadn't shot him, he was almost done for anyway. That's how close we are to chaos. The people most sensitive to the apocalypse are being eliminated. And therefore, we're going to draft Emil's daughter into the work whether she likes it or not? If my own father were vanished by a paranormal threat, I'd want to know something about it. I'd want the chance to do something about it. Wouldn't you, Agent Stoker? My father's a... My father's another case entirely. Oh. What does that mean? This is why you said it was effective. What 27 did to crush our spirits. Unlike you, I joined the Night Brigade. Me and Agent Steerpak both. Because of hope. Really? We want the world to keep spinning. We're crazy enough to think we could help. We're on Team Hope. It is important. But you? Are in the Nat Brigade for other reasons? To atone? Or, I don't know. To, uh, 
punish yourself? <laughs> I believe in hope as much as the next fella. I am the next fella. Do you believe in hope as much as I do? I'd like to. So, we go to Rome, we take the next step. And the next step after that, we make sure someone's watching out for Europe. And then we go to Africa and do the same thing. And then Australia. And then Antarctica. Seems like a lot for two people to pull off. <laughs> we have a brigade behind us. Come on. You're at a bookstore. I can't believe you're this down. Ah, uh, you're right. We have Agent Caliban. We have Agent Steerpike. And a whole apparatus behind us. And maybe allies ahead that we can't even dream of. This is more like it. Uh-huh. I, uh, I remember reading once that hope isn't just sunniness and light. Hope is a moral choice. A choice you can handle. Uh, you're going to make me choke up. <laughs> Where did you learn about the veil, anyway? Where did I? I? I guess Baltimore, Rosa Galilei, the North American director of the Night Brigade, told me about it. Or an incarnation of Rose told me. She... Oof. She was going through some changes. We all do, Agent Stoker. We all do. Agent Stoker, Episode 207, Invisible. Starring Chris Connor as Agent Stoker, Rosa Gilmore as Agent Arcos, Torben Liebrecht as Emil, Joanna Going as 27, Emily Deschanel as the voice of the Night Brigade, Directed by Maria Mazur. Written by Brian Nelson. Music composed by Christy Carew. Additional music by the Parson Redheads. Sound designer and co-producer Patrick Hogan. Additional sound design, Tyler Kaiser. Producer, Larkin Bell. Producer, Dana Brower. Executive producers, Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Produced under the jurisdiction of SAG-AFTRA. A production of Night Brigade, LLC. Agent Stoker will return in episode... 208. Hanging. We are living, living in a new age, living in a new age, kicking up the dust. We are listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.